Welcome to Extra Time. It's five past five on City Talk 105.9. I'm Dave Downey. Don't believe that radio fellow there saying Steve Hoddersoul's here. He's not. He just likes to have he his never name is. on everything. <laughs> he just likes to have his name all over everything, doesn't okay, he, Steve? I, 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 here's a quote. I've got better things to do. Hey, Steve. <laughs> ah, he's a busy man, isn't he? That's I a quote. Listen, listen, I want to get Busy as in, like, like... Working busy hard, or like yeah. Really no, he's busy. working hard. <laughs> Listen, I want to get more to the point where we've got this fella hosting the best show on a Monday night. I know what's going it's on. The warm up for six o'clock, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, my God. He's been desperately... Wanted. Listen, He's done it once before, and he sang it, yeah. and he was made up. And he's sitting here now, he's money. got his specs on, he's looking smart, he's looking cool, <laughs> and he knows why, because he's and good to host the best show. And all the listeners drift off by the time and 6 then, o'clock comes anyway. Yeah. They've heard all the best stuff anyway. Then I remembered no-one can see me because I'm on the radio, so <laughs> I should have wore this shirt. Hey, I've got thing you on here. What's cameras, it called? The, the webcam. Yeah, yeah, web Someone's always watching in here, aren't they? Of course. <laughs> um, we've got a few places that we could start, but I'm just going to throw this out here, because... Sandy, you're always having a go at me for being pessimistic. <laughs> now I've got optimism <laughs> for both sides, and we'll get on to Sammy a bit Good later. Good lad. I think Everton are going to finish fourth, and I think Everton are going to play a massive part in Liverpool winning the league. Ooh. Tell me why. Give me yeah. your theory. Well, my theory is that Arsenal have Man City at home uh, this weekend coming up. Everton are eight points behind them. They've got to play them at home, and they've got a game in hand. I think Everton can get over 70 points. I don't think Arsenal... I, I think Arsenal are going to fall away. Also, Everton have to play Man City at home. I think Everton will beat Man City at home, which will play into Liverpool's hands to finish first. So I, I think... I think Liverpool are going to win the league. I'm going to get slated by Blues for that. <laughs> but I no, also think... Points, yeah. Listen, I, honesty, I think Everton going to finish fourth. Well, I'll well, tell you now. I'm, I'm, qu- I'm having that yeah, theory. I'm quietly confident. I'm looking at Everton and I've got two games in hand. It's in their own hands, isn't it? And I've been told to say that off front one of my mates who's a blue <laughs> note, by the way. But, Dave, do you know what? I hope you're right, then. Let's, let's face it, look. You know, I'm a Liverpool, Liverpoolian. I'd love nothing better for Liverpool and Everton to be in the Champions League. It's a fact. I'm not just saying it because I'm sitting here and Dave's a blue or... But... What a thing that would be for the city. We spoke about it a couple of months ago, saying you didn't me saying, you know, what an yeah. achievement that would be for the two clubs back on the horizon. You know, the Manchester clubs have been there and there about for the last couple of years. Why not, why not the Liverpool clubs? Which, and you know what, Dave? I, I hope Everton <coughs> do play a part in it. Some Blues will be thinking, well, you know, will he, you know, should he be doing it a favour for Liverpool? Well, yeah, they should. So if you've got an encore, in yeah, because for not only they're going to help Liverpool out, if. And when we do win the league, it's and he's when. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm a bit, uh, I'm a bit coy on it to be honest. Keeping it lowly confident. That wasn't sitting on the fence. That but, was. I'm more confident than sitting on the fence. Give us but. your tweets. Let us know what they think because yeah. it, it is going to be yeah. a big part. And Dave, do you know what? You, you, you've hit the nail on the head there with that. I'm at City Talk 105.9. If you want to get your tweets in, and I know you two will do your own at some point anyway because you're looking. Oh, no, mine's off. My, my, my phone's <laughs> off. <laughs> um, no, but I love the theory, and yeah. now you've worked that out. You know, I love that. Um, doesn't always pan out as you'd expect, but mm. but listen, fans need to cling on to a hope, don't they? I think that's what we all love. I think that's what. I, I, and in a way, I think that's what players love, Dave. That when the fans turn up to go to some park or Anfield, and there's real hope in their hearts, it's one of those things where you turn around and think, you know what? That's going to inspire a player because their energy, their enthusiasm for the game, their desire for the team to do well, 
transfers itself into the players, well, and yeah. that helps players. What made me laugh was uh, Spurs got a last-minute winner against Southampton yesterday, and everyone is saying Spurs are back in the hunt for fourth. <laughs> now, Everton are what? Two points behind them with two games in hand, certainly. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, Spurs have got a big game at the weekend as well. They've got to go to Liverpool, haven't they? Yeah. So I, I think Everton Liverpool can do each other a lot of favours over the next few weeks as well. And, and know, rightly so, really. Can you I imagine that, though? Two it, of them in the, in the Champions League. Oh, I mean, that, listen. And you know what? The, what the, the best achievement for, for me would be, Dave, is the value for money aspect. You look at Tottenham, they spent 105 million quid uh, this year with, a, for me. <laughs> One or two half-decent players, nothing of any note. Man United have spent 60 million quid on, on two players who haven't produced. Arsenal spent 42 million on one who now, albeit having a great start, doesn't really look interested, is now out for the next three, four, five weeks, whatever it is, with his injury. And Chelsea have always spent big, and Man City have always spent big. So, in terms of value for money offering, Liverpool and Everton have punched way above the yeah. weight, so be, it would be a phenomenal achievement. Let's stick with that Arsenal theme for now, because uh, I know both of you said just before we come on air about Andre Madden. <laughs> Seems to be referee cock-up after ref referee cock-up oh, every week, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. unbelievable. I couldn't believe that, uh, first of all, what, what's Oxlade-Chamberlain doing diving? It was like Phil Neville in the derby all them years ago. Why? Except yeah. Phil Neville stops the ball from going in. Yeah. That's yeah. not for the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, you know what? Yeah. This is the thing. Why is he doing that, number one, Oxlade Chamberlain? I mean, it's just ridiculous. Any player that is the thing, and I have this, I have this firm belief, uh, people might disagree, but I have a firm belief. Let's just say that whistle's in the corner. Let's say it does. Yeah. And Oxley Chamberlain is still on the pitch as an attacking force with the with the pace he's got, with the abilities he's got. He's a goal scoring threat. Surely, with eleven men on the pitch, that's their best chance. Is he stupid? So he so let's say it's flying in the top corner and he tips it round the post. So it's a penalty and they're down to ten men. And it, what was it at the time? Was it two nil? At the time, yeah, that was, yeah, that was so therefore yeah. you've then got absolutely even if they miss that pen two nil down with ten men, they've got no chance. Calamitous decision by Oxlade Chamberlain and Arsenal should throw the book at him, whether it's a big fine or whatever. They should throw the book and make an example of him because that was a monstrously poor decision in a very big game. And as you've said, that could have a burden on their Champions League status. The mistaken identity aside, law because we'll, we'll get onto that in a minute because that, that's just hilarious. But um, <laughs> that ball's gone wide. Should he still be sent off? <laughs> <laughs> for one, he didn't know where he was. If that if that is yeah. Kieran Gibbs who did get sent off for it, I think he's he's just g guiding it away. If you like, Oxley Chamberlain winger doesn't you know? I don't even know why he's there anyway on, <laughs> yeah, on yeah. the line because he shouldn't have even been in that position. Um, and for two, if, if it goes in, should he stay on? Well, I don't know because because the punishment be, uh, the punishment he, if the if the ball goes in the back of the net well the 3 nil down or 2 nil down was it I think it was 3 3 nil down so they're already straight away but the intense there so arguably you'd say well you you've got to send them off it was like that um, the full back for Man United the other week when he handballed it he was on a second yellow card he should have got sent off Raphael Raphael yeah. He should have because, but then you're punishing him twice. I, I don't agree with it. I just think generally. That, that's the thing because this, this season there's been a lot of those things where. A lot of that. You've seen a goal scoring opportunity prevent, uh, prevented the goal scoring yeah. opportunity and the players being sent off yeah. and a penalty given. But that's the way it is. Where do you stand with that though? How, how, do you, how do you change a rule like that? Because you can't feel sorry for them. twice, aren't they? Well, well here's, here's the thing it's, it's one of them, isn't it? I, I think, uh, I'm not sure whether it was Robbie Savage made a good point a few weeks ago about the same that's topic. As well. Yeah, no, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but he, but he, he turned around and said, well, Say that say they missed the pen, yeah, yeah. and he's you still know, on the pitch. And he's still on the pitch, mm. you know. So there's there's that eventuality as well. Maybe there could be a rule that if he scores, you stay on. 
if you miss, yeah. you're off. Yeah. You know, maybe they could do that. I mean, you've got goal line technology, you've got all these things coming in. Why not tweak the rules to that effect if, if that's causing a little bit of consternation among, among so-called experts? But... I just think to the letter of the law, he's made the handball in the box. It, it's a deliberate handball. Whether it's going in or not, I think the ref has to send them off. All right, he's got the wrong fella, but he's, but he's had to send a player off. Yeah. Um, what do you make of Arsenal in general? Now, the, the tight lobs, I mean, it seems to be... Uh, oh. Like I've said there, I think Everton will catch them in fourth, but... I mean, in, in theory, they're only, well... the seven off top, but three behind Liverpool... It seems to be that same old Arsenal season, yeah. doesn't it? Thousand games for Wenger, you don't get beat six <laughs> 0 It's always been the same, hasn't it? But Arsenal, they always fall up, fall away a little bit. Jack yeah. Wilshere, one of their you know influential players. Ramsey, when they were on fire, he, he was out. You know, for me, the biggest disappointment they never bought a centre forward <laughs> who, who was going to score them goals. They yeah. needed to bring a centre forward in, in January who would have hit them ten to fifteen goals from then till now, and they just stayed in there. Around around the top top two, if you like, mm. he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it for a few years. He sort of sticks to what he knows. He brought this young lad in, um, who people are saying he's not that good. Sonogo, Sonogo must must be, must have a little bit of faith in him. But the goals, you know, the goals have let them down massively, and, the, and even the defending. You know, someone put a thing on Twitter. I think he, he conceded four in twenty odd minutes. Then he just conceded three in forty three minutes, and then he conceded so many more in okay, Man City in sixty eight minutes. That's not the Arsenal anyone knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? And especially with a defender like someone like Steve Bold, who was solid for Arsenal, by the way, in his era on the number two and on the coaching staff there. Mm. It makes you think, doesn't it? Definitely. Do you know what I think they lack, Lowe? Here's, here's the thing that Arsenal lack, that all great sides need for me, is a real hard case. They mm. haven't got any real spunk about them. They haven't got a Patrick Vieira. They haven't got a Gerrard. They haven't got a John Terry, even. They haven't got a, a Dave Watson or a Jaggy Elk. They haven't got anybody who put the... the well, Vieira was the man, wasn't he? Vieira was the man. You know, I, I mean, listen, they had Emmanuel Petit. He wasn't a Vieira, but, but he, was, he had a bit of nasty. Yeah. You know, he had a bit of nasty about him. Um, they had the Steve Bold, they had Martin, Martin Keown, who was nasty, well, they had Adams. They haven't really got that, they've got that, that sort of player, have No, they? they had that in Wiltshire up until last season when he got a bad injury in his ankle. But well, you wouldn't that. call him, as much as he's got a little bit of grit, you wouldn't call him a heart, you wouldn't call him Roy Keane, would you? No, no. And all the great sides, I think, have that type of player because, again, you know, you, who's, who's it, when they're going one or two down, yeah. who's in their side who's going to go bash? Yeah, yeah. It's someone really hard and saying, Summer, you should be doing that. Yeah, no really, one to real set the example yeah, for them. That's a really good point, that because I, I've labelled that at Everton a little bit this season. He's been a little bit too nice for my liking. You um, can be too nice, Dave. I think you go. I mean, we went away to Spurs and got beat one 0 a little bit early. We should have won the game. Mm. We never had one player booked. I think that says quite a lot about the team and mm. how you know mm. how intense they are and how vicious they are. I mean, you look at Liverpool, Gerrard carries the can for everyone in that carries respect, doesn't he? Yeah. You've got players. I mean, you, you look at Chelsea, like you say, John Terry. They do not let standards slip. But there's always that aggression about them yeah. to get yeah. stuck in, exactly, and a pride about the performance. And um, I, I just think you can't you can't have a team that's lost that many games by that many goals. Uh, who are going to go on and win the league for Arsenal? I think. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think four. that and that and that to me, David, it tells you a lot about mindset when you're happy to because you know the Arsenals of old, the great teams, teams that are that are that are, you know that are sort of Champions League qualifiers. When they go one or two down, they show some resilience. They show some bottle. At Arsenal look when they go two or three down against a really good side, they crumble. And that, for me, is the point. They sort of sulk, they throw the towel in, and they say, that's me, I'm finished, just get me off the pitch, rather than, do you know what? 
well, they've done us three. We've got good players on this pitch. We could go and do them three in the second half. They haven't got that mindset or resilience, and that's going to be their big failing for me. Well, the one they get for me was, yeah, they didn't fall apart in the FA Cup game. <laughs> 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 well, the, do you know what? Weeks, the, well, there you go. That's that, you know, and, and I saw that game. That's one of those games where you'd have loved Everton to get in their faces. Exactly. And yeah. they didn't do it. And if they had done it, <coughs> and, and nicked, the, yeah. nicked an early goal or nicked the first goal, Dave. Arsenal could well have crumbled. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of Liverpool lobby? We'll get to it just before the break and carry on afterwards. Uh, I thought it was another bizarre game, wasn't it? I mean, showed you know, some, showed some bottle, mate. Showed some bottle, yeah. And showed some <laughs> character. And I like the way, you know, he didn't change nothing as much, although it was only, you know, they weren't that long in the game when they, they'd gone down. But, you know, you see Brendan Rodgers on the sidelines, barking instructions, keep doing it, keep playing what you got. Because, look, we all know when you've got a, f a, f a strike force like the Liverpool have got at this moment in time, you, you can score six and seven, Dave. Yeah. It, it doesn't surprise me, Suarez, now. I think... On the, on the betting odds, someone was telling me that he's, he's something like three to one to get an attack in most games. Yeah, he's, uh, he's less than even it's, money it's to score. Unbelievable, it's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And, unbelievable. And that's just the way they are. And, and you know, people say, oh, you wouldn't be where you are if you never had Suarez and Sturridge. Well, I know. <laughs> but the thing is, we've got them. Why is that a bad thing? When you know, I hate when people say that because because people people line it up as if well, you've, you're only a, you know we, apparently we've been a one man team for the last ten years with Gerrard and I'm, I probably have you know but you've still got the exception of other players who've played in the team yeah. with them. So for me, mate, I, I just think Liverpool are getting stronger and stronger, and to get little setbacks like that and. It, honestly, it's it's scaring me a little bit because I'm thinking to myself, with that close from it now, from the title, and as you said, Everton could play a big part in it. The last time Liverpool was this close was in 2009, was it, it under Benitez? 08 09, when he came out with a stupid rant. And every time I've listened to Brendan Rodgers, I know he's quite clever and, and cute and everything about him, and he, he, he's just top draw for me. He's not getting involved, mate. He's just saying, whoa, well, I'm yeah. gone, yeah. And all right, he might throw the little dig or the little. Plans a little seed here there and everywhere with the press, but look, mate, he's doing the right things, and so Liverpool football club on the pitch. I thought it was really interesting that uh, journalists were comparing Liverpool side to Newcastle in the mid nineties, you know, ninety four, ninety five, when what, the Kegans. They were just comparing them to that, and he, Brendan Rodgers was having none of it. He was yeah. saying, you know, I, I still I don't intend to go out and concede three goals. Yeah, I don't intend to go out and score more than the opponents. Defending still a big part. He, he sort of. Still saw it as a bit of an insult, the fact that people are, the, are still questioning the defence. All right, yeah, the, I mean, they're conceding goals, but on the back of two clean sheets away, Southampton and Man United. So, I mean, it's not necessarily Liverpool's defence is shocking. It just seems to be when they do crumble, you know, it, it comes it comes heavy, doesn't it? Definitely, and I th but I think it, it does highlight a, a need for change, Dave. I think, you know, he's been, he has rotated players. Personally, I've been rotated quite a lot this year. Uh, I just think of late, for me anyway, personally, he's found his best four-back there yeah. in, in how they're playing right now. And whether Johnson plays right back and flannel left back or vice versa, doesn't matter. I think that's their best That's their best back four. But I also think that he'll be very, very keenly looking to strengthen that area. Because, like we said a couple of weeks ago, if you there comes a time when your forwards think if we don't score three here we're apt to lose this game yeah. you know and and that can also work for defenders as well if they're keeping clean sheets like you never believe and forwards are misfiring they'll think the same thing they might not air, air their grievance publicly or in the dressing room whichever but they'll certainly be thinking it and that affects confidence as well so I think Brendan Rodgers and his, his team of staff will certainly be looking at the at the defensive options for the summer. The great entertainers, uh, they're described as in some of the papers, Lowy. It's good to see, isn't it, as well? You, you know, you, you're all right wanting your team to win. 
one nil wins a great and all that clean sheet and pat on the back for the defence. But seeing a six three and seeing like three nils and five twos and all this popping up, it, it, it's great to watch as well. Do you know it? what it is, mate? And you still only get the same points. You still only get three points. You don't get more points. <laughs> but as you're saying, Dave, to, for them to to be scoring these goals and Suarez nearly or you broke. Fowler's record now and Sturridge you know it, it, for me it just seems to be that there's something there there's a little bit of obviously there's always been togetherness but they can smell it they can smell blood and and, and I think they're going out they want one nil down you can see them come on let's go keep going bang one one or like yeah. two one take another knock and then you go right come on let's up the ante a little bit now you get your better players on the board you do the, the right things what the manager's been telling you to do and look you're just, you're just flourish and you know I heard Ollie Gunn and Solskjaer saying that there was a a vital part of the game that he weren't too happy about two of his players were off the pitch from Skittles header from the corner well yeah but they made a good point on match of the day they still had all the players in there exactly. Liverpool still had a few up, up on the halfway line so really it was the header it was a great header you know which Skittles for me hasn't done as much this season although he's got a few goals of late so I just think the quality there now in the Liverpool team is is is, is championship material for me did you see uh, Solskjaer's interview no I did when he asked him about uh, Liverpool's title credentials, and he just walked off, didn't he? Yeah, you see, well, he's a Man United. He's a Man United. At the same squad, time, isn't he? I mean, it's, it's taking Liverpool out the equation, you bottom of the league, you don't want to be that have that thrown in your face. Well, no, yeah, you probably don't. And that's another thing I like. Um, Solskjaer, he's probably thought, you know, why does he need this? His team's just lost six three, six two, whatever it was. He's thinking, ah, why do I need these answers now? I, I just don't need them. All mm. uh, that thought, uh, we're going to continue the Merseyside optimism after the break. You're listening to Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Okay, welcome back. 27 minutes past five. It's Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Dave Downey, Neil Sang, Ryan Lowe, uh, until six o'clock. And then the main event of the evening comes on. Myself, <laughs> <laughs> Bit of uh, interference on the airways there. Listen, I heard you last week. He's about slating me everywhere. Darth Vader did not listen. <laughs> because you're always tweeting in our show. Because I've had the flu. You're always tweeting in our show. You're just he loves it, don't he? Loves it. Dave, oh, there's no harm in it, mate. You've, you, you started the show a while ago. Extra you? time gets a good reach out there to these listeners. It's a love hate thing, right? They love us. It's like, so, you know, I have friends text me saying, oh, how come you're not on, Dave? We, we listened at like five, we caught the back end of that rubbish show and then <laughs> six o'clock. <laughs> See, I've never seen it. Well, i tell you what, when that next tweet comes in, reach me to Yeah. And well, I guarantee it won't There won't happen. be another one of them. No, the, people tend to tweet me them and then when I've seen them, they take them down. You Do they delete them? Yeah, they're scared of me and Lowy, yeah, yeah. I know. Listen, I'd be scared of us as well, to be fair. No, I love it, love it. Love everything on uh, City Talk on a Monday night where it is for football chat, isn't it? So Absolutely. Right, um, carrying on with, well, Liverpool for now. Uh, do you think they can win it, Charlie? Yeah. Blatantly. Yeah, absolutely, and why not? Um, I had, uh, I was listening to... Um, Chat shows coming back from Barnsley on Saturday. Went to watch um, Dale Jennings Barnsley play Bournemouth. City talk out of reach, obviously. Out of reach. <laughs> Even that dab thing, that dab does me brain in that whatever it's called, DAB. Uh, why does it always go off? It's meant to be a national digit. Anyway, that's another story. I got. I, I think I got to your second dodgy question on Battle of the Mersey, and then it, went, <laughs> then, it, then it went off. But why can't they win it? You know, that, that, this is the thing. And I, I heard a caller called in, a Chelsea uh, fan, uh, when I was driving home, and he, he said, um, he said Liverpool can't win it. They haven't got the strength and depth. And and again, Robbie Savage and Dan Fletcher on, and both said, listen, it's not about strength and depth now. It's a sprint. There's eight games left. 
There's all them points to play for. Liverpool have got Chelsea to come and Man City to come uh, to Anfield. Man City have got to play other other decent sides as well. So if Liverpool win the game in Anden and beat Chelsea at Anfield, the two points ahead of Chelsea, that's arguably them off the equation. So it's in Liverpool's hands with Chelsea. It's not with Man City yet, but that's assuming Man City go and win both their games. If they draw one of them, it's then still in Liverpool's hands. And one's so, a Manchester derby. One's a Manchester well, derby, and as you said, they've got Everton as well. So, there's, I mean, there's massive... Of course Liverpool can win it. And I just think, <laughs> given where they are this season, given Brendan Rodgers' mentality, he, he doesn't make wholesale changes, or, or he hasn't done he's tried to do a piecemeal and if something hasn't worked like a Barini say he's happy to get shut uh, Aspas hasn't come in and set the world alight Alberto hasn't either he's used to Soko he's used Sacco a little bit as well um, so he, you can see him sort of still working them out but I think he'll go and make some subtle changes in the summer of really key positions and I think as I said I think centre-backs one for me um, and then I think they'll build and build so but this season it's a sprint why can't they win it they've, they've arguably got the best mix in an 11 and I love balance on a football pitch of steel pace power creativity you know cutting edge um, defensive capabilities on their day not consistent enough but on their day so for me they've got the perfect mix to win the league and arguably the best 11 when all fit in the division for me other than maybe a Man City um, but you know go, going off your question one million percent they can win it. Whether they do or not is a different story, but absolutely they can. I want to ask you the same thing, Lowy, but, you know, also you look at Liverpool's position where they are now, second yeah. in the league, conceivably they've got the title in their hands, depending on what Man City do, etc. Yeah. What becomes a disappointing season now? Because top four was the aim, wasn't it? Not Finishing fourth. It you, can't be a disappointment. Cause you, because you, they're not going to finish outside fourth now, are they? Well... <laughs> Crazier things have happened, haven't he? But I, I hope that's to God a collapse that. and a half, though, isn't it? Yeah, Let's well, it is, yeah. But it's be fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Liverpool fans now, <laughs> and Brendan Rodgers deep down, will be thinking, well, it is the league. As saying, he's just said it, the nail on the head. The league's there for them if they want it. Obviously, yeah. they do want it. It's how these games come. You know, you, who's to say that your Chelsea's and your Man City's are not going to come to Anfield and shut the back door? Because there's every chance they could. Because well, they, they, could, need, cause the they only need the points. Exactly yeah. that. Exactly. So, so therefore, you've got to weigh them things up, and you think, well, all right, Liverpool are a good team now, but can they break down a defensive ten? I don't know. Can they? It hasn't been tried and tested yet. So, look, these managers and Mourinho and, and Pellegrini, Pelleg is it Pellegrini? Pellegrini. Pellegrini. They're not soft. Hmm. They know what to do, and they're looking at Liverpool, thinking, well, these are dark horses, and everyone knows it. The thing is, for me now, Liverpool went out in this season to finish in the top four. Hopefully, they've cemented that. If they don't manage to get the title this year, because City, arguably, have, have been, you know, the, the squad they've got, and, all right, they've been up and down of late, but the squad in depth, they've got the players, they've got top-notch players, haven't they? Look, they can change it a whole 11 if they feel. Liverpool, not quite at <coughs> that, that stage yet. But, look, it, it, it's a great chance, as I was saying to you before, off air, it's like the 2008-2009 season when Liverpool nearly had it, and Benitez come out with that silly... Quotational stats and Fergie, and Fergie was probably looking at him oh, on the telly Thanks for that. Spitting Venom, his name is. Uh, I actually believe Rafa's run contributed to falling short no 809. I think you hit the nail on the head there about Rodgers, Lowy, because he's not coming out with any of these no. outlandish statements, no. is he? He's saying. Well, he knows. I, I seen him yesterday, he was uh, at the Liverpool half marathon, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and he was saying that. Uh, 
it's it's an egoless side. They haven't got th yeah. these egos and these brass personalities that yeah. you see in other teams. And it's where I think a little bit of inexperience can play into your hands because you'll probably get the like, say, if, like Chelsea are in this position now, you'll have the likes of a John Terry and a Lampard thinking, yeah, we'll go on. I, I expect us to go and win the title. With these lads who haven't won it, and it's the unknown for them, isn't it? So, you know, yeah, it's, it's brand new, it's a, everything's a fresh challenge to them. Yeah, but you know what, though, Dave? I, I disagree a little bit on that, with, with the experience and stuff for Premier League. There, there is no experience in winning the Premier League for mm. me. All right, yeah, players who've won it, but them players who've won it, all right, how can I put it? They haven't been... I, I don't know, they, they haven't been like, they haven't dragged the left winger in and the right back and the, and, and the centre forward, get in here, we'll win them 1-0, get yourself tucked into, you know, they haven't done that mm. type of game plan, if you like, experience. I just think the likes of your Gerrards in the team, and even young Flano to a degree, because they know it's it's literally round the corner, and what yeah. an achievement that'll be, obviously for Steve, be, be a you know, amazing. But for young Flano, who's coming to the team from January time, and he helps his team win the Premier League, then pff, I'll tell you what, mate, he says, here's a new contract. <laughs> but going back to the experience thing, I just think them players in that changing room, they're all experienced, they're all seasoned pros that play for a while, with the exception of Flano. Um, the manager's experience for me, he's been there and done, he's been down the bottom with teams, been up the top with teams, whether that being a championship. So I just think Liverpool now are going on game by game. And I generally believe they are. I know Brendan Rodgers keeps coming out and saying it, but deep down they'll be thinking, if they win all their games, all right, they may slip up here there and everywhere a point, but hopefully so do the other teams. And you come down to your last two or three games, then it's, well, look, the destiny's in our own hands. Do you want it enough? And I'll guarantee you now, every single one of them players are going to be thinking, oh, hang on a minute, we're nine points from winning the Premier League. Yeah. But if they don't, it's not going to be a disastrous season. It's going to be a hell of a season because they push them that way. As you were saying before, we're a thin squad. Next season, getting in the Champions League with the money revenue that comes with it, pushing on again, pushing on again. The pool can go on and win two cups next season, if, if, if you ask me. If... If, and I think he will, he buys the right players. Well, this is the, the next thing that you, you brought it on nicely, actually, because I was going to ask you, Sandy, um, a penny for the owner's thoughts now, because you look at this summer, you've got United aren't going to suffer quietly, are they? They're going to come back and buy loads. Yeah. You think Chelsea, Mourinho saying next year is going to be their year. Man City, of course, Pellegrini's still got a lot to prove. Th this summer's going to be huge for Liverpool, regardless of what happens. Do you, do you see the owners sort of wincing a little bit, thinking, hang on, I've got to, if we don't win the league here, I've got to go out this summer and spend bucket loads just to maintain that standard? That, you know what, I don't think he does. I, no. I, I honestly don't think he does. And I think, uh, as fans of football clubs, whether it's Liverpool, Everton, Macclesfield Town, whoever, you want your manager be, to be a fantastic custodian of your football club, to not wantonly just waste money, spend money like it's going out of fashion. And I think, I have to say with all sincerity, Brendan Rodgers comes across to me as somebody who will try. I think he's made one or two boo-boos, but, but I think all great managers do. It's, it, you know, it's how many good ones you make as well. Mm. And then what you do when they're in the building. So I honestly believe he's a good custodian, and I think he'll if the, if the if the owner has got any madness in his brain of I'm going to go and spend a hundred million quid in the summer. I actually think Brendan Rodgers will temper that and say, you know what, no, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Here's what we're going to do. And if I need an extra 30, 40 million in January and we're flying, give it me then. Don't give it me now. So I think he'll do a piecemeal. So I think Brendan Rodgers will be a major factor in that decision making. But where they are today. I don't think, the, I think the owner, he's a businessman, he's ran sports clubs for, mm. for, for decades. He'll look and say, 
We've spent well. Not fortunes, but we've spent it well. So next summer, if we build again and get most importantly for me, and it'll, it'll always be the most important thing for me, if we get the right mentality through the, through the front door, we're going to have a chance to grow as a team. Right, let's continue the, uh, the spending talk. Um, got looking at Everton now because Martinez this week said he's going to make a decision on, it, on the long players. I don't know how much decision making there's going to be because mm. I think don't think I think Dale Lafayette's future is not in Everton's hands. Lukaku obviously not. Um, you, you look at Everton's summer. I, I, I seen someone on Twitter yesterday talking about Southampton and how much of a big summer it is for them in terms of like the Lana and keeping um, the players, yeah, Rodriguez and people like that. You, you look at Southampton and uh, side like Southampton, side like Everton. You, you'd think Southampton stand in a better position as they are now with these assets rather than Everton's, who seem to be the lone players who've sort of got them through this season. So, from, from that point of view, you look, you look regardless of where Everton finish, it's still under the year one building process for Martinez this summer, isn't it? Definitely it is, and I, I made the point, I don't know if you heard it last week, um, about the amount the of players, yeah, mm -hmm. the ages of players, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and you can call it, you know, you can call it sort of... I had the noose out when you were talking about this. But, but, <laughs> but Dave, it, it is actually a fact, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You know, you look at the There's age of the, the squad, of and, and, and of the 12 players I named, eight of them will start, mm. and, and there'll be two or three that... The, for me, it shouldn't be anywhere near it. But again, managers make great buys, some, the, and, and they make, they, they'll make poor ones. But in terms of the, the, the process, I think a lot of it's governed by where will Everton finish. You know, and, and, and that's the thing. is there's, It's great having loan players, but, it, but if, you, if you're a platform for their next move, then that becomes a little bit of a, a you know, a sort of a, a, a real irritation for me, that they've come to you. Yes, they've been great for one mm. season, but, but, but fans will go, oh, well, great, OK, so we got in the Europa League, or we nicked fourth and we got into the, into the Champions League, fantastic. Well, the side that, that's done that is just now disintegrated. So therefore, you, again, you've got to rely very, very heavily on your manager to do his background, he should have already been doing it. And I know Roberto Martinez of old, very, very diligent, um, an unbelievable football mind. There are several in the game. I'd class Brendan Rodgers as one. Gus Poyet, who I know quite well, is another one. Fantastic football yeah. man. Roberto Martinez, fantastic football man. Will give his missus probably a week on the beach somewhere and then say, but it's Copacabana Beach and yeah. I'll be working as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the, way, that's the way he's made. So... Again, we're talking custodians of football club, clubs. Roberto Martinez is absolutely the right fella. And, and again, he's going to bring the right type. You made a good point before of, of about, you know, styles of playing and what you're watching. And, and Stoke, the, listen, they were a 10-year Premier League team under Pulis. They'll get bored of that. So Everton now, going back to the School of Science I've mentioned a few times, they've got that back with Martinez. So I think he's going to buy the right personnel. And again, Lowy's a big fan of championship players. Everton have great success over the past with the Kales, the Lescott, the Jagielkas of this world. They've had great success. You don't have to spend big. fortunes, Dave. Yeah. You've got to get the right mm. mentality, the right ability, and it's got to fit your machine. And Roberto Martinez is talented enough, in my opinion, to do that. But you know what? If, you know if Everton do finish fourth, which, you know, in a way, I hope they do. Did, you know, you like, see your Lukaku's and you tell, 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 tell Lafayou and your baddies. Well, guess what? They're, they're forgotten about quite easily because you're not looking at them. But it might help no them more. stay, though, Louis, as well. Might know, it, but do you know, know what, mate? Might, do you know what? Do. All right, he has been a good player for you this, for Everton this season, Barry, and he's been compact and whatever else. But look, <laughs> it's no secret that his legs have... He's not like... He can't get up and down the pitch the way you'd like him to. You know, like a... a um, 
the midfield, the other midfielder for Everton, what's his McCarthy. name? McCarthy. McCarthy. <coughs> he's an engine. He's yeah, like, he is, you know, yeah. he's like a Henderson, isn't he? So, you know, you may be looking at someone different compared to him. You know, you're Lukaku, so sometimes he, he hasn't done as well as he, he possibly could. I, I heard a quote off Martinez saying, he do, are you going on about this? And he doesn't know what's going on with these players. Now, for me, if he, any type of manager wanted to keep any of them players, he'd say, he'd say right, it's a must to keep Lukaku. Simple as to must keep him. But he hasn't come out and said that. Well, he that. might have already done not he, that he's losing the might. Because, well, he knows. But I think he could get better than Lukaku, to be honest with you. If they get in the Champions League football, you watch there'll be big players wanting to come and play for them. Because they all want Champions League football. I, uh, that's a good point. Listen to Sharpie's post match comments at the weekend, and he was a little bit on and on and over the Europa League. Uh, and it, Why? Seems to, it seems to split fans a lot. And to be fair, Sandy, I was one of them that said, you know, if it's not Champions League, then I don't want anything. But. From a fan perspective, I think that's a little bit of... That's modernist thinking now, because... Obviously, yeah, it's the extra games, it's the extra strain on your squad. And it affects your future prospects of the Champions League. But for supporters, you want European away travel, yeah, don't course, you? Yeah, of course, yeah. see, this is the... I, see, I, I, saying last week, we Yeah, I don't understand that mentality. I don't want it. Yeah, yeah you know, and I don't want it. And then Jack's backtracked. He must have given Jack the, the nut just said, <laughs> hey, get out there in the press yeah, and say that, sorted, I, you yeah. want it, yeah. yeah. But do you know what, that before Sangi says his bit... Do you know if you, you know the Europa League football? Everyone got a few young players coming through there, twenty-one levels, whatever. Do you know if it's really a negative approach, right? And you've got a flight to <coughs> Lisbon or you've got a flight to Benfica or whatever it may be. Well, bring your twenty-ones then. You know, if if that's the case, and you think, do you know what, my mindset's on the Premier League or the FA Cup, and look, we're in this Europa League because we're in it. Because I'll guarantee you now, that'll be Man United's case next season if they finish in the Europa League. But the, on the flip side of that, though, how much has it helped Liverpool not being in it this season? Oh, yeah, well, of course it has. It's helped Liverpool massively, but that's because they weren't good enough to get in <laughs> yeah. it, Dave. Yeah. That's the fact. If Everton yeah. are good enough to reach a competition, you've got to go in it. You can't say, oh, well, I don't want it because it's Europa League. The Europa League... How many people watched the Europa League Cup final the other year when Chelsea were in yeah. it? I guarantee it was probably more than... Well, all over the world. And I guarantee you, Chelsea million. players were desperate to win yeah. it. Look at the prize at the end of it now as well. You exactly. get a Champions League spot there you for go. it now, don't you? So, there you, you know, go. It's, it's, it's a, and yet the games with it is a bit of a hindrance to teams. Look at, you know, yeah. Tottenham and whatever else. But, look, mate, it's Europe. It's a great competition to be in. Definitely. And you know what? It's, it, it is doable. That, for Everton, it's doable. So, you know, for Liverpool, it's doable. If you find that you, you end up in that Europa League, it's a winnable competition for those two football clubs. You know, because you're not going up against Europe's other elite clubs, you know, your, your, your Bayerns and, and, and the like, you're going up against other really good sides, so why can't you go and win that? But for me, it's one of those, if if, you, if you're going well in the league, because here's what you're saying as a fan, or what a lot of fans will be saying is, well, throw me toys out the pram, if we don't get fourth or better, then I'm not interested. Yeah. Well, say you have an unbelievable good season, and you just miss fourth, you, you can't just toss off the European, yeah. uh, the Europa League, and then going into your next season, if, you, if you've got all this Europa League commitments, as Lowy said, let's just say you find yourself by January doing really well in the Premier League. Well, you've got a squad yeah. of players for a reason. Yeah. Use them in the Europa League, yeah. give them exposure, give them... Give them um, experience, let them learn and develop on a fantastic stage, but you're saving your big hitters for your Premier League push. Yeah, I thought it was really strange to hear players coming out like, yeah. like Jags and yeah. Distan saying it because <laughs> you've got a young, hungry manager in Martinez who must be desperate to prove himself on the European stage. Of course, he's he's not, I mean, he must have been gutted because he didn't get the European season with Wigan from last season's FA yeah. Cup. Of course he will have been, you that's the thing. Yeah, you ask most fans now, following season, next season, would you rather win the Europa League or nothing? Like, yeah, 
that's all, really. Oh, yeah, so, so therefore, why, why yeah. not go in yeah. it? Because it's, as Sanky oh, said, it, it's not winnable, be, yeah. 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 It's winnable. It's an extra cup competition. You know, for me, the I way people disrespect, they don't disrespect it, but they feel that weekend teams, the Capital Cup now it's called, and the FA Cup is, is a joke. I can't yeah. believe it. It's the, the FA Cup especially. You're not going to win the, the best league normally. Yeah. You've it's the best competition in the world. It doesn't matter. The way team disrespect it. It does. It does matter. You know, because as I said again, you get to the League Cup final. I guarantee yeah. that they'll they'll be pulling the tripe out to try and win that competition. You know, I was taught from a young age when I was growing up at Everton. If you're in a competition, if you've got a shirt on your back, win the game. Yeah. If you're in it, try and win it. Don't just toss it off. Try and win the game. So for me, Everton should go for that. If that's all they can get, go for that and try and win the competition. Right. Let's take a breather. Darth Vader needs some air. We're back in a few minutes. It's extra time on City Talk on five point nine. Extra time on City Talk on five point nine. Wouldn't be extra time without a little bit of a <laughs> cock up with it with the. Uh, oh, don't be see. Look, he's ruining our show, Lowy. What do you mean ruining our show? I've raised the bar tonight here. <laughs> see, Lowy's about to throw out compliments there. <laughs> uh, Lowy, we'll touch a little bit on Sammy before we finish. Um, I mean, a, a disappointing defeat, but one that'll probably give you a little bit of heart considering like, the manner in which you come yeah. back. Do you know what, Dave? Yeah, it was. And um, after the good win the, the week before against Notts County, we thought we could go to Port Vale because, with all due respect, they were no great shape, you know what I mean? On another day, you, you know, you scored two goals away from them. You expect to win or, or take a point. Um, the goals we conceded when when us, you know, we shouldn't have, shouldn't have been conceding goals like that. We know we, we've been in this morning, we've had meetings over here, and, you know, the lads have took it on the chin massively, and, you know, great attitude from them. We've gone out and trained this morning to, to get things right now for Swindon, but I was saying before, near to Steve, that the, the next two home games are vital, and, you know, like, a lot of fans will be listening to this. We We need the fans now more than ever, because we don't need no negativity around the place. The players itself... We, we leave all our negativity at home. When we go into training and we're in that training ground and we're in the changing rooms, it's it's all about sticking together and working together and wanting the best for each other and the coaching staff, and that's what we've been doing. But, yeah, uh, as from Saturday, you know, we've got to move on quickly. I know it's all right saying, oh, well, you know, you got beat 3-2, how are you moving on quickly? You've got to. You can't just sleep on it. You can't just think, oh, well, you know, what, what happened there, what happened this? We, we, we've watched the video today. We've got it out, out the way, out the system, and we've got to look forward to Swindon Town. It's going to be a massive game for us. As a group of players, you find yourself coming closer together in, in, in situations like this. I mean, for, it's just been a consistency problem, yeah, hasn't it? it has, for yeah. a lot of it. yeah. Do you find yourself when when the chips are down like this and you sort of fighting for your lives? You find yourself coming you know closer as a group. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something here now. Do you know when we win? It's sort of flat round the place. To be honest with you, it's not where the light is. You know when you lose, the togetherness sort of comes. You know, for one, you got like Andy Robinson running round the place. You know, building the lads back <laughs> yeah. up. You you got Danny Holmes screaming. I'm Danny Holmes from the Whittle. You know, just. <laughs> You've got Wallace's little antics, you, you, you've got Goody walking around the place going, shush, man, shush. So, you know, there's, there's things around there, fun as it, it, Honestly, the, the players in our camp are the, the, the second to none. And, and I don't mean that on a negative point, when we win, it's quiet, but yeah. on, when we win, it's just a normal day. But, you know, when you're losing, there's things that get said and, and the way people are around the place. The... the you know the way the lads are with each other. It's it's all good and it's it's a big big love and club. Do you know what I mean? And the lads have always been like that throughout the, throughout the season. It's just obviously, as you said, Dave, you hit the nail on the head. Our c- consistency throughout the season has has just been way off par. You look at that League One table, Sandy. I mean, 
he, a win for Sam. I mean, you've got a game in hand on Alderman Crewe above you as well. So, I mean, there's, there's many a side in there, isn't there? Definitely, there's there's loads in in the mix of it. Yeah, absolutely. And again, we you, you've always find every year and every division there's a late charge and there's a late collapse. Sometimes several. So who's going to be the late collapse in League One? It might be a Coventry. You know, it might be a Bristol City. It might be one of them. You know, but but here's the thing. Let's hope that the the, the charges, Tranmere's, Tranmere's, they haven't had that sort of consistent run yet, uh, and and the due one. And so when they get it. They're going to shoot right up the table. You know, I could see Tranmere finishing mid-table. Um, you could easily see that happening. You look but at Sheffield United's run there. Exactly. Yeah. But you, you've got to get that first one and two and get that confidence built. And then you win your third and your fourth and so on and so forth. And, and it can be done. But in League One, there will be a collapse. There will be. So let's just hope the Tranmere are benefactors of that. We, we've got, we've got um, I think we've got four, five home games now and four away. So the five home games we've got... Are vital to us, you know. It, there's plenty of points there to play for. You know, me personally, I think I think we need three wins and, and the odd couple of draws, and I think that'll that'll see us safe. I don't I don't care where we finish, whether it's just outside a point out, goal difference out, whatever it may be, as long as long as we do it. It's like you say, it's getting fans behind at this point, isn't it? I mean, do you, know you, you know, supporting Everton all my life, I've seen well, the first year of it, but. but that's it's the thing. adversity, that's when you, you, you need people to come together a lot more. You know, we're open for next season at Liverpool and Everton in the Champions League, so yeah. on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon it's free and <laughs> you get all the, the, the scousers coming over the other side of the whittle. But, no, look, you know, the fans there and Paul Fale on Saturday were, were brilliant and, you know, I, I tweeted about them saying cut it for them because, you know, they were singing in voice all the way throughout the game and, you know, we just didn't quite do it, albeit we should have had a penalty talking about refs early on was, was a disgraceful decision when you see it. But, you know, you, you've just got to live with it. But for the fans, for us now, for especially our home games, we, we, we need them to be our 12th man, and I'm sure they will. Yeah. Uh, boys, it's been a pleasure. Thank it's you, David. Pleasure, Dave. Yeah. Uh, same time, same place next week for extra time. You've been listening to City Talk 105.9. We'll see you next week.